Yeah, maybe this is the one I'm supposed to hear you. It makes way more sense. It does make more sense. Yeah. We're rolling, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You sneaky little bugger. (laughs) Well, as we don't have a podcast intro, it's just, you're just dropping into a conversation, right? Absolutely, yeah. Until we get some music. Mm. I need to figure that out. Yeah, definitely. Some suggestions would be great. I, I might just go on Fiverr or something and yeah. hit up some people and see how much they charge and stuff. Yeah, I, I wonder if uh, sort of the background noise of a coffee shop would just sound a bit cheesy. Yeah, I, I had that same kind of thought this morning, though, because I was a bit like, when's if you did have a little bit of background noise and, and mm. something and I guess someone walked up and actually like placed an order. Yeah. That sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Like it yeah. was literally in a coffee shop. Yeah. Or, or flat white. That and the clank of heavy weights in the gym. Yeah. Clank a weight, Christopher, because we're in the gym. There you go. <laughs> Clanked. <laughs> Spiked. <laughs> it's quite a big one. <laughs> so um, I was chatting with someone the other day and uh, she belongs to a Slimming World group. Okay. Yeah. And they were having a conversation about exercise. And, you know, it was like, does anyone exercise? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And like none of them exercise because they all have had in their history Mm -hmm. bad experiences with exercise Mm. and bad experience with either uh, uh, friends, Mm. you know, kids are mean, but also teachers and coaches, Mm. you know, don't don't pick someone till the end and yeah you know make the fun of them when they can't run or if they're having an asthma attack or something people are horrible (laughs) (laughs) people are horrible but it's so sad that you have people in their adult life who just don't like even the idea of exercise i think that's the large majority of people so we need to try and change their perception yeah. of what exercise is. But then most people think that exercise is just stuck on a gym machine doing that one single sort of plane of motion. It's really boring. Yeah. Then I'm going to go get on the second machine. Yeah. As soon as you start talking to someone about the idea of, mm. oh, you can actually, you can move well under load. Yeah. And that's an exercise. People are like, uh, it makes sense, but in their head, they just don't get it. Yeah. But the other thing they, they do in their story is when you, you know, you suggest to someone, oh, you like swimming, you mm. like cycling, mm. like not in a, at a professional level, but mm. they enjoy, why don't you look at doing like a mini triathlon kind mm. of thing or, or train in a triathlon way? Uh, but they tell themselves, well, there's no way, look at me. Yes. There's no way I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. The internal story is strong. Yeah. In a bad way. Yes. Yeah. It's a bad story, yeah. but it's strong. Yeah. Like I enjoy cycling, but I couldn't cycle like that. Well, don't worry about it. Yeah. But then... I think a lot of people put limiting beliefs on their sort of physical performance. So even mm. if I look at my mom, um, she rides a lot. She's pretty fit. She's meant to be going on a 42-mile bike ride yes, uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Last week, she did a 35-mile bike ride. So it's only seven extra miles. Yeah. But weirdly in her head, she's kind of put, already put it down as a negative. Wow. Like the way that she told me the length of the ride, you're almost like, so you've already lost the ride before you've even started. Yeah. Rather than being like, oh, I'm going to go do 42 miles tomorrow. Like, yeah, it might be a little bit hard, like hard, but I'll do it. It was that whole thing of like, oh, 42 miles. Like that sounds far. It's like, well, yeah, you've already made it far. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? 
Very interesting. Mm. But yeah, we need to uh, encourage people to move a bit more. Yeah. And, and don't worry if you're not sweating by the end of it. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. No, we do. Because it comes back to the whole thing of you need to move every day. You yeah. don't necessarily need to exercise every day. Yes. But we were designed to move We as creatures. Absolutely. A bit like the immune system doesn't have its own pump. Yep. So actually moving helps drive immunity around the body. Yep. So in, in today's day and age, that's probably a good message to send out to some people. Yeah. Get a small trampoline and just yeah. bounce on that for five minutes. Yeah, get a trampette. Mm. Absolutely. But yeah, that's definitely the driving message. Mm. Comes back to what we were talking about previously about internal dialogue and story, but also, I guess, defining what is health for people. Yes. Or helping define what is health. Yeah. Because health is different to everyone. Health is very different to everyone. I think we have to find the simple definition mm. as opposed to the technical because i think you can go really in depth oh yeah you can yeah and you could argue as well you know you could decide to pick an argument about well you yeah you don't know you're healthy because you how often you're getting your bloods done or when was the last time you had a ct scan or mm. an mri you know mm. i'm not going to go get a ct scan just for the fun of it am i yeah like, i don't think i've got anything wrong so why would i go yeah because I guess if you go looking, you're going to find something. Probably. Yeah. So we have to define health simplistically. Mm. Can you? Uh, I guess it should be, um, you know, a body's ability to move to or move to the required amount mm -hmm. without pain or discomfort mm -hmm. or fatigue. So, okay. so whatever, yeah. whatever you're day-to-day -day activities are or the life that you want to lead mm -hmm. that you should be able to do those patterns and movements mm -hmm. without damaging without uh, excessive wear wear and tear or energy depletion mm. or pain or pain mm. yeah so that you can do those things yes but also then that you can um deal with the extras that go on top mm-hmm yeah, that all of a sudden having one extra or two extra bags of groceries or something, having to carry that to the car. Yeah. Something like that. And that your your health is robust. Okay. So, that, you know, you, you kind of bounce a little bit from, yeah. you know, yeah. if you get a little run down, you uh, pay respect yes. to that your body is suffering. Yes. Uh, but you bounce back from it. Mm. So good and generally good energy levels, mm. good mental clarity. Mm. Yeah, these I think these should all be markers of health. Absolutely. Um, I guess a lot of people, when they see health, especially from a, a company that's trying to sell a product, they see pretty much like an Olympian. Mm. Even if that person, say the, the brand is trying to sell a, a fitness product, that, that person might have never actually used that product to get fit, but yeah. they're using a fit person to sort of sell the story. Yes. So a lot of people instantly think, oh, I'm not. I don't look like an Olympian, so therefore I am not healthy. Yeah. But it's, you can still be healthy and not look like an Olympian. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there's a there's like a, a high-profile uh, footballer who sells those electronic abdominal... Con Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine he's used it. No. Like, apart from... We're going to do sell some, it. We're going to do yeah. some marketing. <laughs> put this on. Yeah. Like, he, that's not how he built his six-pack. No. Yeah, he built his six-pack over the last have many years <laughs> not putting anything into his body that was harmful. Yeah. 
Like that's what he's known for, yeah. which is amazing. And the dude like hasn't aged since he was 18. Like he still looks the same. Yes. Understandably, he's got a lot of money, which helps. Does. And maybe some free time and stuff. But again, he's still a world-class athlete that's been at the top of his field for years. Mm. So dude's definitely doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you touch on an Im- interesting point there that people will use roadblocks. Mm. They like to throw stuff in the way to give an excuse. I, yes. don't, I don't have the time. I don't yep. have the money. Yep. I don't have the energy. Mm. Okay, I, we can deal with all those things, yeah. actually. like We can work around that. Because mm-hmm. if you only have a minute, I can give you something to do. Yeah. And and hopefully, or, or we'll give it to you in a way that it doesn't take more energy out of you. Mm. Actually, it gives you some energy. Mm. Oh, but then that's not enough. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it does seem like anyone that jumps onto a, a fitness journey or a health journey they've got this idea that overnight they are going to turn into an Adonis or like a God. Mm. It's like, that's not how it works. And you probably don't actually really want that. No. Like that's hard work. That's super hard. Everyone sees, I guess, top level athletes and they're like, oh, but they look so great. Mm. Like they're, but it's hard work. It's super hard. Their job is to keep fit. Yeah. They just happen to play a little bit of sport every now and again. But the, the large majority of their time is keeping fit and keeping healthy. Yeah. And it's hard work where I think your everyday person can achieve health and fitness mm. in a hell of a lot less work than they think it takes. Agreed. Yeah. It's a consistency game. Yeah. For sure. But like you say, it could be max like 10 minutes a day. Yeah. If that's all the time you've got to give, you'd be amazed at how the body's going to react to just doing something a little bit differently. Mm. But then I also think a lot of people only know the idea of working out. But there's also this idea of working in. Uh, yep. Which is, yeah, I mean, we're touching on some hokey pokey stuff, yeah. But it works <laughs> because energy cannot be destroyed or created. It can only be sort of transferred. So all you're doing from working out is taking energy inside the body and giving it out. out. Yep. Working in is exactly that. You're taking energy from outside the body and putting it in. Yes. It's just, yeah, it is a little bit weird of a concept. Yeah, and I think it's there's tends to be a little bit of hesi- uh, resistance, not hesitation, resistance mm. when you start showing people whose idea of exercise is working out. Yeah. And there's a little bit of resistance where it goes, what am I doing? Mm. Like, I don't feel like I'm doing much. Yes. Yeah, that's the idea. Mm. We're just moving, we're breathing, mm. you know, we're pumping the system. Mm. Don't worry. Yeah. A lot of people put success of a, wor- of a workout down to how shit they feel afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Not how good they feel. Like you should work out and then want to go do more. Yes. Like that's actually what you should measure your workout in. It's like, that was, that was a good workout. Yeah. I want to go again. Or I now want to go for a run or something. Yeah. Rather than. Oh my God, that was a really hard workout. I need four days to recover from that. Yes. That was not a good workout. I am going to feel this for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, no. That was not a good workout. You overdid it, unfortunately. Yes. But the body's amazing at, I guess, keeping you alive. So it's that whole thing of like, how far can I push it? But it's like, how far are you actually pushing it without knowing? Mm. So this whole working out thing is an extra layer of stress that you're putting on top of your everyday life and already stress levels. Yeah. I quite like the idea of some of these pieces of technology that we have now 
for people who are beginning to get into exercise, like you've got these aura rings, you've got these yeah. whoop bands yeah. that look at, you know, it's just trying to monitor your stress levels. Mm-hmm. So it's going to say to you, yeah, you, you, you can't exercise mm-hmm. hard today. Like you need, you need another rest mm-hmm. day. You need, like, I think that's really powerful for people who are getting into exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Who are trying to figure out their relationship with their self. Yep. Like oh yeah okay so I I only need to do this much mm. and that's ticking a box. Yeah, I remember when I, I I've kind of just first started getting getting into bike racing and I used to have to wake up in the morning and then kind of take my um, resting heart rate and that would determine whether or not it was a tough day on training or not. Yeah. So I yeah I, I guess I used to do that old school but the fact that you can just wake up and sort of hit the notification and see okay what sort of day can I I live today. Yeah based on real world me- metrics from how you slept, yeah. your heart rate, yeah. e- everything like that, current movement levels. It's brilliant. Yeah, it, but it's powerful. E- even what you say, people have no, most people aren't aware of that as a skill. You know, check your, check your heart rate in the morning. Yeah. And that will dictate then how much intensity goes into your workout later. Mm. Or know. just your day as well. Yeah. Like it should determine your day. Yes. But I guess a lot of people are like, ah, oh, but I can go 100% for six months, then I need a week off somewhere sunny. It's yeah. Like, uh, it's probably, again, you're probably looking at it slightly wrong. Yes. Yeah. The body's constantly trying to tell you stuff. It it's is. It's just learning how to listen. Yeah. And heart rate's a massive one. Mm. Resting heart rate. Temperature as well. So yeah. that That's a slightly different, that's telling you something slightly different. Yeah. But heart rate, heart rate's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge one. That's really good. Yeah. But yeah, so there's there's technology now that's, well, I'm not really sure on, I've got a rough idea of the price of like an aura mm. ring. I don't know about these whoop. The bands. Bands. Um, I think they're about a hundred pounds for the band. And then there's a small monthly fee. Of course there is. Yeah, of course there is. Um, small monthly fee for access to the software and the analyzing of your data and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, I've looked into it. I've never bought one. Mm. I think because it's, although it's an incredibly smart device, it's dumb. Like there's no clock on it. Yeah. I can't use it for anything else. Mm-hmm. So I have to have that and a watch on. Yes. So that's why I just wear an Apple watch because my watch is also then taking my heart rate. Yes, it's not as accurate or as sophisticated as a whoop band, yeah. but it, it does roughly what I need it to do. Yeah. So yeah, it's incredibly smart, but dumb. The same with the Aura ring. Mm. I kind of, I guess I'm looking for a little bit more simplistic gadgetry in my life, whereas I want one device that does as much as possible. Yes. Just tell me the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I've got a phone for that, but sometimes you just, you don't want to get your phone out. You just want to quickly check what the time is on your watch. Yeah. Old school. Old school. Yeah. How would you define health? Um, that's a long pause. Uh, stumped him. Yeah. The, the ability to deal with everyday stresses. And still have some left in the tank. Mm. Yeah. Regardless of what that stressor is, because that could be a normal work day and whatever stress comes with that mm-hmm. as work comes in ebbs and flows. But that could also be now all of a sudden on a random one weekend in the year, you're going to go um, landscape someone's garden or help them landscape someone's garden. So you can still deal with that completely change in situation and scenario. Yes. And your body's fine. Yeah. That's kind of what I think health is. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, you, you touch on stress, which is a really interesting one because a lot of people, they hear the word stress mm. and they a, a common response is I'm not stressed. Mm. 
And you're like, yeah, but you're alive. Mm. So you are stressed. Mm-hmm. Like if you just have a salad for lunch, that's a stress. Your body's got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's got to metabolize it and digest mm. it and eliminate it and mm. all that good stuff. It's a stress. Mm. So you, you are always under different kinds of stresses. Yes. And they all pour into one bucket. Yep. And we have the capacity sometimes to manage some of those stresses mm. that are pouring in. Mm. You know. But it's simple things like even um, sun exposure is mm. a form of stress. Yes, it is. Because again, your body has to deal with the the effects of being in the sun. Yep. Although you need it, it's still a stressor. Yeah. Yeah, we've all probably experienced too much of the mm. sun. That's very unpleasant. It is. That's yeah. That's time for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me in ice. Yeah. Yeah. De- dealing with stress is probably the number one aim you should yeah. sort of task yourself with every day. Yeah. Can I deal with today's stress? Today's stress. Yeah. And have I de- dealt with yesterday's stress? Yep. When you wake up in the morning, be like, "How am I? Am I still stressed about yesterday?" Okay, cool. What do I need to do to yeah. get my mind off it or yeah. stop dealing with yesterday's stress so I can deal with today's stress? Yeah, yeah. Right. I had, I had, yesterday I had ten coffees. I'm probably still dealing with that today. <laughs> yeah, it's still going to be flying around the system a little bit, <laughs> unless your pee came out looking like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, you got to deal with the stress of now and what mm-hmm. has come before it. Yeah. The robustness. And then if you're an anxious person, you also get to deal with tomorrow's stress before tomorrow's (laughs) even come. Yeah, the what if stress. That's the big one. Yeah. That's the one that definitely overloads systems. Yeah. Very quickly. Sort of, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and yeah, too much sun, stressful. Not enough sun, stressful. stressful. Too much eating, stressful. Not enough eating, stressful. Too much sleep, bad. Not enough sleep, terrible yeah too much exercise yeah like it's a there's a fine balancing act and that's just on the face of it that's before we even get onto individual level yeah because we're all completely unique so yeah everything that we need is individual and unique yeah but yeah that's just the broad i'm going to give you the broad rules of how this works yes and then you have to go figure it out for yourself yeah that's tough yeah it really is tough so what broad rules can we you know, what cookie cutter strategies can we kind of throw out and go, this one is fairly accurate. Like no caffeine after four o'clock. Okay. Yeah. That's if you've woken up at normal time. Okay. So if you wake up at six, seven o'clock in the morning mm. um, and you've started drinking caffeine probably by at least nine o'clock, I guess, mm-hmm. no more caffeine after four Yeah, or as much as you can help it. Good idea. That's a, that's a good one. That changed my life. Yeah. Um, that's a great idea. Good starting point. Thanks. Yeah. Get out of the coffee shop. Yeah. Well, that's why I think good coffee shops close at about 4 p.m. Close early. Yeah. Because they're open early to catch breakfast and stuff, but yeah. they, they close at about 4 p.m. Yeah. Um, but then if you find yourself in a coffee shop after 4 p.m., just order a decaf. And I know not all the caffeine's gone, but mm. more caffeine is gone from that than the caffeinated one. So drink decaf after four. Yeah. Yeah. If you need the flavor and te- mouth texture and all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's a big one. Good start. What you got? Go on, go again. Uh, Go again, go again. Um, Smash it. Try to go to bed probably within an hour of like a regular time. Mm. So so try and set yourself a time. Be like, I want to be in bed and asleep by Mm 10.30. And then give yourself some leeway so that can, you've got like an hour to play with either side of that. But try and make that regular. Yeah. 
There's power in that. There's power in routine. There is power in routine, but there's also just power in, I guess, expected sleep. Yeah. So sleep is math, like sleep is the wonder pill that no one's ever using. Um, but I think a lot of people just think that any sleep is good sleep. It's mm. like, it's not, it's really not. There's a big difference between sleep and good sleep. Yes. Yeah. And the knock-on effects are massive. And I, and I think uh, the consensus is if you feel like you need more hours in your day, mm. you take them in the morning. Mm. So if you need to get up at 4 a.m., mm. then you get up at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. but you go to bed yep. at, a, at an early time. Yep. Just because hormone cycles and the yep. moon and the sun, and yep. they do affect us. Absolutely. I think a lot of, but again, that's, it's maybe a little bit too out there for some people though. That we're affected by. Yeah, that we could be affected by something like the moon. The planetary yeah. deities. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess a lot of people, when they think about the moon and stuff, they automatically go to horoscopes mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Where it's like, yeah, there might be some truth to hor- horoscopes, but there's definitely truth to large gravitational forces affecting bodies of water. We're mainly water. Of course, we're going to be affected by yeah. shifts in the moon and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you can feel it in the difference between the time of the month and the full moon and the time of the month of the new moon. Yeah. And some people are more sensitive to yeah. it than others. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. Definitely has an effect mm. for sure. So, yeah. For me, caffeine and sleep. Yeah, those, are the, those are the big ones that can change a lot of stuff. Funnily enough, they definitely correlate to each other. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. Too much caffeine, not enough sleep. Yeah. Not enough sleep. So what about, what about the funky people who go... I can have a coffee before bed and it helps me sleep. So, I mean, yes, it, you will sleep, but just maybe try, try the decaf thing for a week and see if you sleep better. Mm-hmm. So a guy from work, new guy at work, um, he's been there about six months and slowly over time I've started to introduce him to different ideas. Conf- um, sending him to the dark side. <laughs> I am. I'm trying to plant the seed. <laughs> um, he's not in the best shape ever, um, but he's... He's, he's doing all right. Like he, he has no aches and pains and stuff, but he's a little bit overweight. Yeah. Um, and one day we had a sort of uh, kind of afternoon phone call and he was like, oh, I just need to go make a coffee. And I asked him, I was like, is that caffeinated? And he was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, how do you sleep? And he was like, yeah, I sleep all right. So I said to him, I was like, okay, cool. Try the decaf, no caffeine after four o'clock and mm. let me know how you start sleeping. I think within three days he'd come back to me and be like, I, I feel so much better. Yeah. Um, and also, his wife's doing it as well. Great. So both of them together, they they both cut out the caffeine after four. Amazing. And they're both sleeping a lot better. And it's that whole thing of like, you'll still sleep. Yeah. Body needs sleep. Yeah. It'll sleep. But are you sleeping well? Yeah. Are you actually resting? Are you going through your sleep cycles properly? Are you yeah. having to wake up mid, like halfway through the night to get up to pee? Like, that's a bad thing. But it's also indicative. Like, it's kind of a sign of something. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have to, that you wake up in the middle of the night and get up to have to go pee maybe your blood sugar levels are not consistent throughout the night. That's kind of, it's a simple thing. Mm. So just maybe have a handful of nuts or something before you go to bed. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. Just try it. Yeah, try it. Absolutely. Try it. Yeah. Try it. But don't just try it once and then be like, ah, that didn't work. Like, no. You've got to try these things for like a week. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I ever get clients to do like a food diary, 10 days at least, mm. like, let's really see what's going on. Yeah. Food's a tough one though, because obviously... What we put in is what we get out, but at the same time, intolerances can take, they can take up to a month to present. So yeah. you're like, oh, in the last 10 days, I haven't eaten anything bad, but day 11, I ate that thing that always does this to my body. Mm-hmm. But I stopped thinking about it because you only asked me to look at the last 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, food intolerances are a big one. They are. Most people don't know that they're intolerant to stuff. No, because the food is sort of drip drip fed in. Because mm. again, we love uh, consistency and mm. we love a routine and habit. Mm. So uh, yeah, a lot of us don't have a varied enough diet mm. to actually have enough gap between food groups. Yes. You know, like you have, I don't know, you're having, I'll pick, I'll pick the obvious one, but you're having bread every day, mm. whether that's a sandwich mm. or whether that's some toast, mm. but you're having it every day and you don't really have a day where you don't have it. Mm. So then you just don't notice how the body actually is without that thing in. Yep. So then you're like, right, you need to cut that out for like three, four days mm. and then put it back in and see what happens. Yep. Yep. Have fun with it. <laughs> try try some have, new stuff. Have fun with it. Yeah. Have, have, have fun. Like, but you have to. You have to enjoy what you're eating and, and doing and yeah. sort of, you have to. There's, yeah. There's actually some health benefits to enjoying it. Well, you won't do it otherwise. Uh, I know some pretty stubborn people that will <laughs> sort of like force themselves to do it. They won't enjoy it, but then the, the effects won't be good. No. Well, they'll... Yeah. Not as good as they could be. So. Yeah. They're going to view it through a, a negative window. Yeah. Like they're not going to focus on the gain. Mm. They'll be always focusing on the the loss, the yes. missing out, the pain side. Of yeah. It. Which isn't, that's not, that's not a nice way to live, is it? No. But then that doesn't make for a happy person. But then I guess when most people get onto the the health, I don't want to call it a bandwagon, but when they get onto the um, the idea of health, they automatically then start doing diets. Oh, yep. So they're actually cutting stuff out of their life that might bring them some joy, some joy and comfort. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, so you might have to change a little bit how you eat, but that's not saying you have to go on full diet. No. Like a, a a good diet would actually be one that you can sustain for years. Yeah, it would be all encompassing. Yes, rather than uh, do this for six weeks and or six months or something. It's yeah. like you're probably not going to keep doing that. No. So actually, don't change your diet too much, but start to yeah take something out for a week, put it back in, yeah. take something else out. Yeah, play around. Yeah, play have around. some fun. Yeah, that's that's actually where the power is. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, consistencies mm. with, like you said. Cut back on your caffeine. Mm. Try and get some good sleep. Mm. You know, for me, it would be about breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. start teaching yourself to breathe properly because there's a massive chance you're not. Yes. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I breathe terribly. So I'm, I'm not here to say that I'm perfect and that I know all the answers, but I'm definitely working on becoming better. Mm-hmm. I breathe terribly. I, like, I notice I do. I go through periods of it's a heavy breath. It's, it's fast. It's, there's a lot of them in a minute. That's that's kind of not how we should do it, and but then when I notice, I kind of pull myself up on it. Yeah. So I become conscious of it, and then I'll start to try and like slow my breath back down again, make sure it's quiet, make it, sure it's through the nose. Yep. At least on the way in, it can come out through the mouth. Yep. But yeah, breathing through the nose is actually the magic. It really is the magic, and that's even if you've only got one nostril available. I think don't you largely only breathe through one nostril? Like even if both of them are clear. Um, you still only like largely breathe through one at a time. Yeah, there tends to be a, an oscillating dominant mm. nostril. Mm. Yeah, so it all flicks, fl- yeah. flip flop during the day. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy as well. It's great, isn't it? It is great. Yeah, the body does amazing things, <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people kind of have the idea that they control the like top tier systems in the body. Mm. So when we 
walk around we're like oh, i really want that or i really want that or i have the ability to choose what i eat and stuff like that a lot of people think like i am the master of my my ship yes it's like no you're not <laughs> no <laughs> there's no way something this complex would give you top tier access yeah. like you do not have admin access over this thing <laughs> you have forgotten the password yeah definitely <laughs> you don't even have the user manual like you're just yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> but yeah the the body's constantly trying to keep itself regulated and happy mm. you're just along for the ride yeah kind of thing yeah yeah really are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah for, for me breathing that's an important one mm. i guess hydration is the other really important yeah. one but that's pure water so a lot of people <clears throat> i notice it in the office a lot of people have water with squash mm-hmm. it's like okay that's better than say maybe like a fizzy drink it's a start it's a start but then just have the water. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't. It doesn't taste nice. Yeah, I don't like the taste. Just get it in you. Yeah. What is it? Like a 5% drop in hydration levels has a 30% decrease in brain function or something like that? Yeah. It's, don't, it, don't quote me yeah, on those numbers, but... It's pretty radical. Yeah. It's pretty strong. 5%. Yeah. That's... And then how do you know when you're optimally hydrated? Okay, good question. Um, so I think you can look at um, certain characteristics mm-hmm. um so mental clarity is a good one mm-hmm. general energy is also a good one mm-hmm. uh obviously skin uh, elasticity mm. that's a good one uh, obviously bowel movements and uh, urination that's also a good one so mm-hmm. you know the color of the urine mm-hmm. um yeah your ability to pass stools effectively and, mm-hmm. and pleasantly it should be a nice experience mm. to sit there um or squat, if you're into that. Or yeah, sure. Yeah, don't sit, squat. Yeah. Um, what else did we say? What else have I said? Ah, I lost it. I think you've covered the kind of the basics. Yeah. Or at least the, the starting point of looking for hydration. Yes. Yeah. But then how does someone hydrate optimally throughout the day? Because you see a lot of people, they'll have like a pint glass of water and they'll down it. Mm-hmm. Is that optimal? probably not okay no because you know a pint that's quite a large volume yep um so ideally you'd kind of drip feed it in a little Mm. bit so you wouldn't gulp it Mm. or if you know chew chew your water Mm. you know put it in your mouth swill it around a little bit Mm. give the teeth a little rinse Mm -hmm. and then yeah and then consume it okay but then it has to be sort of relatively consistently mm. throughout the day. And if you get to the end of the day and you kind of go, ah, oh, shit, I haven't drunk anything today. Don't mm. worry about it. Don't try and catch up. Tomorrow is the new day and yeah. you start again. Yeah. yeah. Is there any benefit to someone, say, like starting really early in the morning on the hydration thing? So kind of like as soon as you wake up, should you start to hydrate then? Or Yeah, again. Um, start to drip, As soon as you kind of wake up, start to drip feed it in. Yeah, yeah. It, it can be a nice way to just get the metabolism going a little mm-hmm. glass of water doesn't have to be a big one mm-hmm. um you know i personally prefer to go like room temperature mm-hmm. rather than cold mm. cold tends to just cold is refreshing mm. it's not optimal in terms of how your body can then take it and use it yep because obviously your body's got to warm that guy up to mm. body temperature mm-hmm. uh, even room temperature generally is obviously cooler than mm. body temperature so mm-hmm. it's still got to warm that up anyway still a stress 
um, yeah, so I tend to tend to opt for just room temperature water. Okay. That's another reason to swill it because you actually warm yep. it up. Yep. Pre, preheat. <laughs> yeah, the mouth is a hot place. Yeah, it is. It's a warm place. Yeah. yeah. Is there any benefit to mixing water with saliva? So a bit like uh, meat substances, so mm-hmm. meat protein, there's an enzyme in, enzyme in saliva that helps to break it down, start the digestion process. Yeah. Is that the same for water? Oh, um, kind of in the, in the back of my head, I say yes, but I don't know why I say okay. yes. That's like, cool. like, I've got nothing to back that up. Okay. So, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you should swill your coffee and stuff? Is this beneficial to any <laughs> other drink except water? Uh, I, mm, I, it depends how you like from an absorption perspective yeah. obviously there is the, the mouth is a place where you can absorb stuff very quickly yep so yeah if you want to get caffeine into the system pretty quick there might be swell it around yeah but kind of the idea of swilling is also from a dentistry perspective yeah like okay. keep, keep the teeth and gums healthy and clean mm. you know entry point into the body yeah like yeah, give it all a give it give it all a nice clean. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about coffee though, is it time for a coffee? Is it time for a coffee? Hell yeah, it's cool. always time for a coffee. Brilliant. 